Amen. Wonderful song and well done. What a blessing. Open your Bibles again, if you will, to John 15. And our text verse is verse number 15, uh, where Jesus says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. I have called you friends. I want to preach this morning on this subject. Choose the best friend. Choose the best friend. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word this morning. Uh, Lord, my, may I be clear in my speaking and may I be understandable uh, with the words and the phrases uh, that I will use to convey the truth of the message. And I pray, Lord, that we would hear it, not just to know, but we would hear the truth that we may apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to give to you a very important introduction before I get into the truth of the message this morning. First of all, I want to remind us that God created the world and God created everything in it and God created the world and everything in it for him, for himself. God made everything for himself. This is God's creation. Now, we don't mind when we work and purchase things that we build our own home and we build our own lives. Uh, we get the kind of uh, transportation that we want. Uh, we buy the furniture that we like. We buy the food that we like. It is <clears throat> our home. It is our lives. I want to remind us that God created the world and everything in it, and God made all things for uh, himself. The Bible says in Colossians 1, 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all, all things were created by him and for him. We have to understand why God created the world and everything in it, or much of the Bible is not easy to understand. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. The second thing I want to say is that Satan was a created cherub angel of God, and he was in heaven and had great authority and power. However, Satan rebelled against God, and he decided that he wanted to be God. Are you with me so far this morning? It's important to understand. So Satan rebelled against God, he decided that he wanted to be God, and as a result, Satan was cast out of heaven. Uh, make reference, if you will, I'll read it, but make reference of the verses of Isaiah chapter 14, where the Bible says, beginning in verse number 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Then the Bible says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. That has not yet happened, but that's the, that's the reason hell was made. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. If you go to hell, you'll be an intruder because hell was not made for mankind. Hell was made for the devil and his angels because of his rebellion against God. Now Satan declared war against God to become God himself. From the beginning of time until the end of time, he has fought and will continue to fight this war. You understand that Satan desires the worship and praise of God's creation to be given to him. I want to say it again. If you miss it, you'll miss the message. Satan wants not for you and I to praise God as we have this morning, uh, Satan wants us to praise him. He wants to be God. He has declared war on God. Now, without going into great detail, I want to read a few of the verses, some of prophecy, some of the words of Christ, and some uh, others uh, that remind us of this battle that's going on. The day will come that Satan will sit down on a throne and he will declare himself as God and he will require that all men bow down to him. I could stop here and I could talk about the prophecies that are being fulfilled that will help him to accomplish this task of the world praising him. Daniel prophesied and said in Daniel 9, 27, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. For the overspreading of the abominations he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. It's not a really easy verse to understand, but Jesus said it more clearly in Matthew 24 in verse number 15 when Jesus said, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Satan is working to take the throne from God And he wants all of the praise that belongs to the creator. He wants all of the glory that belongs to the savior. He wants all of the praise and glory that belongs to God. Satan wants to take that from God for himself. Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica these words. 2 Thessalonians 2.3 And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. 
that's going to happen and we're making progress seeing that happen in our world today. Now Satan's plan is to steal the affection and the love of God's creation for himself. That is the whole battle plan that is the purpose of the war that Satan has declared. Now the difficulties that you and I face in this life are not really about us. It's about that war that Satan has waged against God. Because you see, Satan wants to steal your affection away from God. He wants to take the praise that belongs to God and he wants you to give that to, to him. Let me tell you how Satan works. Satan does not come to us to tempt us to a sin of destruction, but he tempts us to do what we want to do rather than what God instructs us to do. Let me say it like this. Satan comes to befriend us, to tell us what we want to hear and tell us what we like to hear. And so Satan comes and he tells us, you ought to make your own decisions. You don't need God to make your decisions. You can make your own decisions in life. You're smart, you understand what's going on, and so he befriends us. The war that is, listen, on the other hand, on the other hand, God befriends us by giving to us the word of God. And in his word, he instructs us in his will and in his way so that he can bless our lives. Let me stop and ask you. Do you believe that God wants to bless our lives? You believe that today? You believe that if we follow God's word and follow God's will, do you believe that is the best way and that is the right way? I believe that with all of my heart. I believe God's way is the right way. God's way is the blessed way. God's way is the happy way. So God befriends us and God tells us that the narrow way is the best way. Now the war that is going on is seen every day in our daily life. God offers one way. But Satan offers a menu of ways. Don't miss it now. He, he offers a menu of ways of how to live our lives and things to choose from and we, and we have a devil that has come to befriend us. Do you know we often choose a friend based on what we like to hear? Those who satisfy us. Those who tell us what we want to hear. And sometimes God's word, we read it and it goes against the grain. They used to tell old Billy Sunday, the old preacher, uh, the old revivalist, they used to say, Billy Sunday, they used to say to him, Billy, you rub the fur on the cat the wrong way. Billy Sunday said, tell the cat to turn around. Now when we read the Bible, God gives us one way. But when Satan comes to us, he gives us a menu of ways. He says, choose one of those 
you can make your own choice. And he befriends us in that way. Now the purpose of my message today is say, choose the right friend. You better choose the friend that tells you the right way and tells you the safe way and tells you the blessed way rather than someone who supposes to be your friend and says to you, choose your own way. Because our own way is often the way of destruction. Let me ask you a question. You ever tell a child, well, honey, you can just eat whatever you want to eat. They eat nothing but things that are not good for them. Are you with me? You don't tell a toddler, just go play anywhere you want to play. For some reason, they have this desire to go out in the road. They, they, have this, they, they, they have this in them to get in a place of danger. And so we have to constantly watch them and say, now look, you can play in this area, but you can't play over here. That's dangerous. They don't see that. So a real friend is one that tells them the truth. Now listen to me. The devil befriends us by telling us what we want to hear and tells us uh, there are many choices, not just one way, not just one choice. That's too narrow-minded. That's too limited. You need to have all of these choices. Now, I want you to think with me. When you begin in the Bible and go all the way through, you have this. You have the devil making offers and God telling you the truth. Take your Bible and go to Genesis chapter 3. Let me show you the first offer. When we think of the devil, we think of a fellow in a, in a red suit and a pitchfork and, and, uh, and, and smoke coming out of his eyes and ears and he's out to get us and to just tear us into pieces. That's what we think of when we think of the devil. But when the devil comes, he doesn't come as an enemy. The devil comes as a friend. Notice what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3. Let's just begin in that first verse there, Genesis chapter 3. Uh, now, verse number 1. Now the serpent, uh, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden... God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. I want you to notice the reasoning of Satan. He did not frighten her. He did not threaten her. He came and appealed to her senses. And he said, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. He said, if you eat of this tree, God knows that you'll know good and evil. You can make your own choice. We like people who agree with us, don't we? We like folks who tell us what we like to hear. We, we, we don't like folks that say, you know what, that, that's not healthy to eat. You, 
you shouldn't eat there. Uh, that's not a safe, uh, a safe place, a place to go. Uh, you shouldn't go there. Uh, that's not a, a good group of folks to be around. Uh, you should, we don't like that. We like to hear, make your own choice. And so Satan comes to, de- to uh, befriend us and to get us to do what we want to do. Satan's not really after me. He's not really after you. Satan hates God. And he wants to take God's place. And he wants to take God's praise. And he wants to take God's glory. You see, he wants you to do what you want to do. In fact, he wants me to do anything but what God wants me to do. He wants to lead man to do his own thing or anything but the will of God. I'm preaching to you today when we hear the voice of Satan and we read the word of God, we better look to see not just how we feel or what we see or what we think. We better look down the road and see what the result is and see where the true love and where the true friendship is. And my dear friend, the Lord Jesus and his word, he guides us and he directs us and he instructs us and we better be his friend rather than letting Satan befriend us. Am I making sense to you this morning? You know what the Bible says in the book of, uh, in the book of Judges? The book of Judges is marked by this phrase. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes. It doesn't, it doesn't say that anybody did wrong. Everybody did that which was right, but they did right in their own eyes. Now, when you read that book, we conclude you're not doing right, you're doing wrong. But every man does that which is right in his own eyes. Isn't it amazing how far we go to justify a behavior if we want that behavior to be right? And dear friend, that is the very work of the devil to try to get us to justify everything. I mean, there's hardly anything today that's in the category of sin. Everything has an excuse. Everything has a reason. Everything has a justification. And the work of the devil is to say to us, do what you think is right. In fact, we hear that phrase in our, in our culture all the time. I believe this is right. I just feel like this is right. I've got a question to ask you this morning. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm not, I'm not trying to be obstinate. I'm just asking the question, what does God say is what's right? And that's how we're supposed to live. Not in contrary to joy and happiness, but in line with joy and happiness. God knows what it takes to fill my heart with joy. God knows what it takes to bring blessings in and goodness into my life. And he tells me, while this way may be a narrow way compared to the broad way, and you have many choices, but this is the way that leads to joy and happiness. I preach to you this morning Choose the right friends. How many times as parents have we said to our children, you better make sure you listen to the right people. Because we worry about those who have friends that tell them, your parents don't always know what's right. You're old enough to make that decision. 
Hey, dear friend, I'm preaching at you this morning. That's uh, the work and those are the words of the devil when he tells us, you reason it out. You do what's right. I'm glad I have a book that I can go to the manual and find out God says what's wrong and God says what's right. And since he's my creator and since he's my savior and since there's a war going on between Satan and God and Satan wants to steal the praise and he wants to steal the glory that belongs to God, I don't want to do anything that brings praise and glory to the devil. I want my life to bring praise and glory to God. And so I followed the word of God. I want you to think about this. When I was a boy, there were fables, there were fairy tales, there were bedtime stories, and they were all alike except they had different players. For example, there was a big bad wolf. And uh, there was then there was a big bad wolf and uh, a little red riding hood. It was always the good and the bad. And it was always the same case if they listened to the friendly little wolf. Little, little Red Riding Hood, she said, Grandma, what big teeth you have. Grandma, what a big nose you have. Grandma, what beady eyes you have. Have we come to the place today that we'd rather believe one who says they're grandma and we know good and well they're the devil satisfying our flesh to the place of stealing the praise that belongs to God or can we not, can we not reason with the Holy Spirit within us and say, I don't want to live my life based on how I feel and what the devil tells me to do. I want to choose Christ as my friend. I want to choose Jesus as my friend. I want to choose the word of God as the book that I will follow. Happened in the Garden of Eden. It happened in the book of Judges. The Old Testament Babylonian captivity was a result of man doing his own thing rather than the will of God. You read the book of Deuteronomy and you see what God tells people to do. He tells them how to live and how to live a blessed life and a happy life and an honorable life. He tells them if you follow the ways of the heathen, if you follow the gods of the heathen, uh, you're going to end up in destruction. And so we find uh, they ended up in slavery for 70 years, in captivity for 70 years. And there was famine and starvation and the destruction of their own city and some may say why did God let that happen wait a minute wait a minute let's go back a few years let's not let's not just look at the result and blame the result on God let's go back a few years and let's see what the choices they made and they listened to the devil who said do your own thing Choose your own God. You don't have to be so narrow-minded. Do you know in our culture today, you can promote a bunch of religions and everybody's happy, but you start preaching there's just one way to heaven, that's through the person of Jesus Christ, and they'll start saying, why, he's narrow-minded, he's so bigoted, he believes that just Jesus is the only way to heaven. I got news for you today, Christ is the only way to heaven. He's the only one that died on the cross to pay for our sin, and he is the truth and the life and the way, and no man cometh unto the Father but by Him and you don't want to listen to the devil who says hey, hey wait a minute wait a minute there's a lot of religions you can choose you ever be preached to like this you ever sit there and let that man yell at you and spit all over the first three rows you don't have to do that there's a lot of religions you can sleep and he won't, they won't ever raise their voice huh you know the friends we need to look for 
is somebody that will just tell us the truth. And Jesus tells us the truth in that book right there. Take your Bibles and go to Isaiah 53. I want you to, I want you to see this verse, Isaiah 53. It's a, it's a familiar passage of Scripture. Isaiah 53 is the gospel in the Old Testament. I want you to look at verse number 6, Isaiah 53 and uh, verse number 6. Isaiah 53, verse number 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. Notice this phrase. We have turned everyone to his own way. Doesn't say everybody followed the devil's way. You know what the devil's way is? Do it your way. That's the devil's way. Do it your way, just don't do it God's way. Look at it again. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. That is the work of the devil. He befriends us by bragging on us, by complimenting us, by complimenting our wisdom, our experience, our ability to choose. I'm glad life is simple enough. I can just pick up this old book right here, which is the manual for life and living. I'm glad when God created me, he gave me a manual. And I can pick up this book and I find out that God created me in the book of Genesis. He tells me what's going to happen in the end in the book of Revelation. He tells me how to live my life and I will live my life according to that book because I want Jesus to be my friend. He's a friend I trust. You know what's interesting? When Satan himself tempted Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. In fact, let's look at it. Matthew chapter 4. The battle, the war between Satan trying to steal the praise and glory of God. It comes to light in Matthew chapter 4. And uh, the Bible says, verse number 2, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, Notice, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Let me ask you a question. Is that a sin? Is it a sin to eat bread? He said, if, if you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Now, some of you ladies turn bread into stones. Well, that's not what he's talking about. Stones into bread. Let me ask you, is that a sin against God to eat bread? Would it be a sin to turn a stone into bread and eat it? The Bible says Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights and afterward was in hungry. That's what the Bible says. And then the tempter came to him and he said, If thou be the Son of God, he said, Command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus, I want you to notice what he says. I love this. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, friend, what's going on here? Satan is trying to get Jesus to do his will rather than the Father's will, just like he worked to get Adam and Eve to do their will instead of God's will in the garden, just like he did in the book of Judges to get every man to do that which is right in his own eyes, just like he did in the nation of Israel, getting them to do what they wanted to do. And 
instead of what God wanted them to do. And the devil comes to Jesus himself and he says, he said, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus, he said to him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. He didn't come to do his own will. In fact, he prayed in the garden, not my will, but thine be done. And that ought to be the prayer of every Christian today to say, not my will, but thine be done. Satan comes to befriend us. He has a menu of religions. Satan has a menu of Bibles. It's sad today, Christians argue about which Bible version to use. Do you know that God is not the one that gave all the Bible versions? He's not the author of confusion. That's the devil. And you know what he wants you to do? He'll say, as long as you say, just pick one of them, all are good, you're going to get along with everybody. But when somebody says, wait a minute, wait a minute. This old book I hold in my hand, this old King James Bible that God has preserved his inspired word in, that, my friend, is the word of God. Nobody dislikes all of those menus, but they dislike the person that says this is the truth. And, dear friend, that is the work of Satan. It always has been. Satan has a menu of activities, has a menu of hobbies, he has a menu of friends to choose from, he has a menu of careers, but God didn't save me to do what I wanted to do. That's what Satan wants me to do. If he can get me to please myself, he can steal the praise and affection and glory that belongs to God. I don't want to do my will. I want to do God's will. Now close with this. Satan says, be good, do the best you can, and you'll make it to heaven. Jesus says, except thou be converted as a little child. Now, what's he talking about? Unless you believe that Jesus only can give you salvation, that only faith in Christ can give you eternal life, he said, you can't see the kingdom of God. Jesus does not say there's many ways. He said there's one way. I want to tell you today, choose the friend that doesn't tell you what you want to hear. Choose the friend that tells you the truth. There's one book, one Bible to live by. The narrow way is the way of the true friend. All the way through the Bible, the Bible tells us how Satan befriends us you won't find, you don't find where Satan just brings destruction. Now, he don't care if you're destroyed, but he just wants you to do it your way just so you don't do it God's way. Let's decide this morning, Jesus is my best friend. And that book is the best book for me to live by, and I'm going to live by it. Stand with me if you will this morning. Thank you for listening. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. You're here this morning and you think religion will take you to heaven. I want you to hear me say, Jesus said, I am the truth, the life, and the way. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you've never trusted him, trust him today. If you look at your life, and your life is filled with just doing what you want to do, and it's contrary to the will of God, you ought to decide today, Jesus is my best friend. He is the one, he is the one that will lead me to joy and gladness.
Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless our invitation today. Thank you for the good attention of God's people today. And I pray that the message would not end with the closing of the service. But Lord, this truth would be in our minds and we would determine we're going to do your will in our lives. Bless our invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. He's going to sing the invitation song. The altar is open this morning. I invite you to come. Perhaps you need to put a bended knee at the altar and say, Lord, I don't want to do my will. I don't want to be tempted by Satan that constantly is trying to get me to do my thing. I want to do what's right in your eyes. I want to do what's right according to your word.